Welcome to the Brave Parenting Podcast, an examination of the Bible and how parents can apply God's Word to raising kids in a culture saturated with media and technology. We look at everyday issues from a biblical worldview that you can trust the sufficiency of Scripture and apply its truth to your life as you raise and disciple your kids. Hello, how are you, brave parents? So great to be back with you. Kelly and Chelsea here, and we're thankful you have tuned in to listen today, and we have an episode that you have all been asking for. It is a review of the Be Real app. Kelly, let's be real. This episode is going to come out of nowhere and give you two minutes to act, and if you don't, then you'll be late, and your friends will hashtag (laughs) shame you. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. Is that uh, that's a fabulous synopsis of the Be Real app? I guess yeah. that says it all. Yeah, we're done. Pretty much, we're done. We're good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just joking. There's some more details that I think parents should know before they consider app for their kids. And as always, we're going to present you the facts and offer our recommendations based on a biblical worldview. That's right. Okay. So I like to break down app reviews into five facts that you need to know. And this is also going to be on braveparenting.net as an article. So if you're not gonna if you're not gonna be taking notes, no big deal. You can also go back and read it there. But Chelsea, go ahead and kick us off with fact number one about be real. Okay, so fact number one is your friends for real. The heart behind the Be Real app is to connect each user with their friends on a daily basis in an unfiltered and more real sense. One picture a day is shared with your friends, and there are no filters to tempt anyone to curate themselves into fairy tale perfection. The app definitely aims to replace Instagram and Snapchat in the sense that you're sharing life with your friends, but in a way that's more spontaneous and realistic. And it's not just a streak to keep up with. Some of the reviews on Apple say, like Instagram, but without the toxicity and insight into everyone's life that you didn't know you needed. This France-based app has been growing in popularity and is now number 10 social media app in Apple's app store. In fact, my 14-year-old informs me, this is the app that all of the middle schoolers in her youth group want, Kel. Uh But as with most apps, there are concerns. Naturally, anytime that we're going to talk about sharing pictures in teens, we need to be concerned. There are not any parental controls on the app. But there also aren't a lot of features on the app either. Yeah, it's true. All right. So let me jump into fact number two, how it works. So once you download the Be Real app, you will be asked your first name and your date of birth only to make sure you are old enough to use the app and then your phone number. Be Real will send you a text to that phone number to verify that that's you. After your phone number is verified, you can then create your username. Now, they do allow you to change it later, so don't sweat this part too much. Next, they encourage you to find your friends who are already using Be Real by allowing the app to access your contacts. Now, we do not recommend using that feature. This is simply way more data than they need, and it's just for the sake of convenience. Instead, we recommend that you manually add friends by finding out what their username is. And if you want to, quote, be real with them, you just add them to it. Next, the app is going to prompt you to take your first picture. And yes, you're going to take this picture even though you don't have any friends yet. So here we are, Chelsea, full confession on my experience of starting this app (laughs) for research purposes. 
My Gen X brain was so was so super confused the first time I was prompted to take a picture. I was like, why? I don't understand. I thought I was like taking a selfie, but I'm not. I can't see myself. So I like tried flipping the camera. And anyway, I, I thought I was doing something wrong. And so I kept retaking the picture. And then all of a sudden my two minutes ran out. <laughs> I was like, you didn't. <laughs> That's awesome. So all that to say, when the camera comes up, it's going to seem as though you are just taking a picture of what is in front of you. However, your face is also captured and it's sort of like inlaid on top of that forward facing picture when it gets sent to your friends. So once you add some friends or a single friend, in my case, my husband is my only friend on the app, <laughs> not in real life. Sorry. <laughs> Chelsea's also my friend. Uh, so once you add friends, you'll then be able to see each other's be real for that day. Now the app offers you the ability to share pictures with either your friends or friend in my case, or global. Now this global setting allows your daily be real to be seen by anyone with the be real app from what they call the discovery tab. Huh. That's kind of interesting, Kelly, how you can see the language across platforms. It kind of stays the same, right? discovery in any social media app like Instagram or Snapchat, those are all windows into voyeurism, just looking into other people's lives who you don't know. Yeah. Which is, it's kind of gross. <laughs> it's a great, it's a great point though. It's yeah. true. They call it the discover or discovery section and it's all that. It's that public feed that you can just sort of find anything that you don't need. So needless to say, Brave Parenting does not recommend sharing B-Reels with the global audience, not for adults and not for teens. While we also recommend staying away from the discovery section of everybody else's global pictures, the reality is that there is no way to prohibit this feature from being used. Again, as we said, there's no parental controls here. A curious or desperate teen who is determined to connect with others or be seen by a global audience won't be able to do so. So with that said, as one of the warnings on the App Store description states, and I frankly found this to be uh, really quite poignant, they say, be real won't make you famous. If you want to be an influencer, stay on Instagram or TikTok. And I really appreciate that authenticity from them. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree. They are coming right out and saying, this is not what we're here for. And you know what? I'm down for that. I'm okay with that. Another point to note is that you can only see your friends be real for 24 hours or until that next time to be real notification arrives. Your own be reels, however, are saved into a section called memories. It's sort of just like a scrapbook fashion, but it shows the date and it has the picture. Now, this feature is only visible by you, which again, I appreciate because someone's not going to be able to like find my profile and like, like you can on Facebook and like dig into every picture I've ever taken or shared on the app. That that's not going to happen. It's only visible by you, which can be oh, like I said a way to almost kind of sort of scrapbook what kind of random pictures you take. I mean over the course of a month or a year. Mhm. Mm As an adult kind I, of neat. I kind of yeah, I think it's a little bit neat. So the third fact, it's time to be real, 2 minutes left. So the unique feature that makes the app less curated and more real is that you cannot just take a picture and share it with your friends when you feel like it. Instead, at a designated time of the day, which is a different time every day, 
Be Real sends everyone, regardless of time zone, a notification telling you it's time to be real. At this point, you have two minutes to capture your picture and send it to your friends. So here's the nuanced part of that. You cannot see your friend's picture until you share yours. If you miss the two-minute window, you can still post, but it'll let your friends know that you were late and by how much time. The greatest concern with this app seems to stem from the feelings of urgency and anxiety that arise when the notification pops up alerting you that it's time to be real. Yeah. So listen, as an adult who's been testing this app out for a couple weeks, I felt absolutely zero anxiety. If I was busy or I missed the notification, oh well, right? And so my husband, my only friend, right? He really felt the same way. And so I kind of assumed like, oh, it's just because we're old, right? So I went to work and I asked the college age girls who I work with how they felt when that notification came up. And they agreed there was no pressure. They just post it whenever they got around to it or when they saw the notification. So I thought, okay, maybe it's high schoolers. I asked some of the girls in my high school small group that I mentor who have the app, I asked them, you know, about whether or not it caused anxiety. And the majority of them also agreed very little pressure and anxiety when they um, when they were using the app and they saw this notification pop up. So I understand the concern with some teens, those who are really desperate for connection and or or just have a general fear of missing out on anything and everything, could that notification, when that comes up, could definitely induce those feelings of anxiety. I think also because it pops up and there's like the uh, triangle, the yellow triangle with an exclamation point on either side of it, it kind of oh. makes you feel like it's this urgent, scary warning. It's time to be real. <laughs> like maybe those yellow caution sort of emojis induce some of that. So that was um, one of my thoughts. And the other thing that I would say is no one really cares also when I ask if friends post it late. The, some of the stuff I read online was that, that you know, like you joked about in the beginning, your friends will hashtag shame you. I, no, nobody I talked to or things that I experienced was that there was any shame in posting late. That just wasn't the motivation behind the app in that regard. I think what you just said, it just all comes down to maturity. Because it's totally easy to see that a 13 or a 12-year-old girl would like freak out about missing the official window. But I mean, a 12 or a 13-year-old on social media, they're trying to find identity. They're trying to be present and constantly active versus a 16-year-old or a you know Gen Xer like yourself who's like, eh, I'm more secure in who I am. I don't need to be attached to this thing all the time, right? So I think it's just the novelty of it and the less mature hearts that makes that anxiousness appear. Yeah, yeah you know? absolutely. Absolutely. I would agree. And also, I think, uh, you know, just when you when you send it late, you know, you still get to see it. It's I don't need to see it right then. That's just an adult thing. But I think it could also be a 16 plus thing. You get busy. There's you're working, you're doing school, you're doing all these things. But when you're like in middle school, there you have nothing else to do besides whatever your phone tells you to do. So, again, those are some of the nuanced differences there. OK, so let's move on to fact number four. And that is notifications, data, and location setting. Now, the Be Real app does require approval to send notifications. That one notification is going to be the it's time to be real, which occurs once a day. Now, as far as data collection goes, the App Store states that the following data may be collected and linked to your identity. So if you've downloaded an app recently or if you've looked into it, this is now a standard procedure for every single app. They are having 
the app store is giving you more transparency to show you and tell you, the, the user of this app, what is being collected of your data. So on Be Real, what's being collected? Number one, location. The default is off. And we recommend, of course, that you keep it that way. But if someone really wanted to, they could turn it on. And then when you post your global Be Real, it would say what city and country you're in. The second piece of data is contacts. But again, if you don't allow Be Real to access this, then you're good to go. They're not going to access all of your contacts, which your contacts will then thank you. <laughs> Number three is identifiers. Well, this is the basic information that you give them, such as your name and your date of birth. Fourth is contact info. Remember, you gave them your phone number, so they do have that. Fifth is user content. Like all social media platforms, they have access to the pictures posted. This is nothing new. I mean, while it should be somewhat concerning because we may not know what these companies are doing with these pictures, you also don't know on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, any of them, what's happening with those pictures. So that's nothing new when it comes to social media app. And six, diagnostics. And those are just the ways that they um, access the app and, and your data just to make sure the app is working properly. Now, at this point, it's probably worth mentioning that Be Real doesn't make any money. There is no subscription and no ads. They are 100% investor funded. Therefore, at least as of right now, there is no third-party advertising paying for your attention in exchange for your data. There is no influencer content. There is no sponsored posts. And they also like to boast that they are also not sharing your information with China. So there's that. Yeah. I think out of everything you just shared, the biggest concern is the location sharing. This could be potentially dangerous for, for like just obvious reasons, especially combined with sharing your be real publicly. I mean, that's just a whole recipe for disaster. Yeah, that's right? how predators use apps. So this takes us into our last fact of the day. Um, number five, captions, comments, and real emojis. The app developer suggests that you add more personality to your be real by adding a caption. And a caption is just what it sounds like, an explanation or a witty remark about your picture. Now, these can only be added to your current be real. You cannot go back and add them after that day is done. Comments are also available to leave on your be real and vice versa. Now, these comments can be seen by your friends' friends. And that's nothing new on social media platforms. The way the app highlights this feature makes them sound sus. They say, comment on your friends' be real and chat with all their friends. That just doesn't sound like what good friends do. Am I like, am I old school, Kel, yeah, on this? No, it, I don't know. It sounds like that's where lonely, desperate teens, you know, when they're desperate for connection, or new friends, that's what they get themselves in trouble. Because you don't always need to connect with your friends' friends. Let your friends have their own friends elsewhere. <laughs> but again, if you think about a teen who is secure in their friendships and who is simply using the app as a fun way to show glimpses of the day, this shouldn't be a concern, the fact that you can chat with your friends' friends because they're secure. I mean, the reality is it could be a big deal and it probably needs to be a discussion point before you allow your child to have the app. But generally speaking, the older you allow it, the less that this chatting with your friend's friends is a concern. So finally, Be Real offers real emojis, which are personalized emojis created by you. There are five real emojis, smiling, crying, laughing, heart eyes, and thumbs up. 
and an instant real emoji, which is a one-time live reaction to a B-reel. The real emojis are created by capturing your facial expression in a circle and have the emoji appear to the side. It's nothing super fancy or even necessary, but it is unique. Yeah, I agree. I don't think I've ever left a comment on any of my husband's B-reels. Like it's just totally unnecessary. Or have I left a real emoji? I was, that was going to be my next question. Like yeah. I was going to. No point. And I don't even leave a caption because frankly, we know each other so well, like you can figure out what's going on <laughs> in that picture. <laughs> like, if, you know, today when it ran off, we were together and he was vacuuming in the room where I was working on school. And so he, he posed <laughs> with the vacuum cleaner. He didn't have to put the caption. Hey, vacuum me in the room that you're doing school in. You know, it was just. You could have commented back, though, with like heart eyes, though. I, like, it's true. I could have. True. Like, thank you, you for have, yeah. cleaning yeah. Yeah. while I was doing schoolwork. That, yeah. yeah. But guess what? Yeah. He wouldn't have cared. I don't even think he would have looked back to see if I commented. So that's just the nuance. <laughs> that's just the way that a, a older people are going to use the app versus younger people. Right. Right. And it's not offensive if no one comments. And it's not offensive if no one, you know, leaves me a real emoji. That's fine. You don't have to. That's not the point. So, okay, so those were our five main facts about the B-Real app, but now it's important for us to review the ratings of what other people are saying that this app, um, what it's rated for age-wise. So Apple says the app is for 12 plus. Google says T for teen. They keep it nice and generic because I'm sure that we can probably define teen different ways depending on what year it is. Common Sense Media gives it a 13 plus rating. And Brave Parenting, probably to no surprise, is 16 plus. Hmm. Who would have thunk, Kel? So again, the primary reason we say age 16, and that's what we always promote is social at 16, is because their research shows that rates of depression, anxiety, and suicidal risk factors start to decline after age 16. Because we also know that there is a causal relationship between time on social media and negative mental health symptoms, it's a no-brainer to hold off on social media until an age where we know kids are more responsible and mature enough to handle the intricacies of social sharing, public comparison, and global influence. And all that said, we just want to look at the app now from a biblical worldview in order to identify any potential areas where Be Real could lead someone into sin and turn them towards loving the world. Doing our research, we didn't find any explicit or inappropriate content on the Discover portion of the app, but I think, Kelly, that's because there's no influencers there, so they can't really promote themselves in that way. It's true. But Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that there isn't any, though. Furthermore, there isn't any moderation of the Discover feed, so it certainly doesn't prevent predators or creeps or just even everyday teenagers from taking explicit pictures to post to friends or friends of friends. It is because of this possibility that the app warnings state infrequent mild profanity or crude humor, infrequent mild mature suggestive themes, infrequent mild sexual content and nudity, infrequent mild alcohol, tobacco, or drug use or references. Now, these are definitely worldly and unholy influences that could lead a teenager astray. However, Based on the app's format, the chances are less likely than any other app. And if the teen has a good, solid, and even Christian friends who they're going to be using the app with, the chances are even less. 
ultimately the teen must be mature and secure enough in friendships not to only choose the right friends to share with, but also not to seek out strangers in the discovery section or share their location in search for connection. A teen who's grounded in their faith is going to be less likely to choose or to look publicly in the discovery feed or to encounter those infrequent and mild uses of unholy content. What are your thoughts, Kel? So I also have this to add. You know, generally speaking, brave parenting really discourages the taking of selfies because they are just selfish and their self-centered nature of promoting self does not align with the heart of God. We are supposed to die to ourselves, not promote ourselves and take pictures of ourselves. Technically, this app is taking a selfie, but there are two reasons why we believe that this isn't a complete deal breaker. Okay, first is because the camera never shows your face in the traditional way a selfie is taken. You can't get it all posed and perfect and plump your lips and, you know, bat your eyelashes and take that picture that you see on Instagram. It just can't happen because you'll never, (laughs) the camera will never face you in order to see what you're doing, I guess, unless you're that skilled at taking selfies. Um, Second, the larger portion of the picture is always the forward-facing image. It's what's in front of you. Now, you can tap on the picture of your, from your friend or for yourself sort of to enlarge the selfie portion and shrink the front-facing image. They can kind of bounce back and forth. But the default is sort of to always keep the selfie as the side note. So like it's there, so you can see forward and back. But generally, using the app, it just it's really obvious that self-promotion is, well, not only is it supremely difficult, <laughs> it's just not what people are doing. You just don't see it. Even when I, for research, looked through the Discover feed, because I was actually really trying, I was assuming I'm going to find something explicit. I'm going to find something inappropriate. There's no content moderation. I was just sure of it. And I never did. But what I did see was just, I mean, it's every, that picture only means something to the people who know you. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't, nothing, not a single person's picture intrigues me because I don't understand any context of what it is that you're doing. But like, for me, if I take a picture, um, if I'm in my car eating my lunch on you know, my lunch break, there's context to that. Why am I in my car at that time of the day? Well, my one friend, my husband, is going to know, oh, she's on a lunch break. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make sense? Yep. yep. So, but here's the thing. I think that parents who are considering allowing this app should really start under controlled circumstances, maybe kind of like my husband and I did. Both you and your teen should download the app and become each other's only friends. Or maybe you add a sibling who's close in age, or maybe you even add your spouse. You can have a couple, but only family. And then require, say, a month of only family sharing, for example. And then, you know, this time that they're using the app with just family, number one, it could help them realize that, oh, I don't like the app at all. That's lame. You know, they don't want it. Or maybe they love it. And they really want to prove to you that they can use it appropriately so that after the month is over, they can then add their closest friends and then have that same experience with their friends. Overall, it's hard to manipulate the app and sort of like unfriend someone without them knowing because you're just all of a sudden, they're not there on your feed unless you have so many friends that you can't possibly look at all the pictures. But again, during that month of trial, you're going to know that your child unfriended you. And of course... (laughs) Of course, you know, that's when you can say, okay, well, I just don't think that you're ready for the app yet, you know, because you can't you know, play by the rules. So these are such practical strategies and I love implementing them. 
because it helps teach our kids patience. Like it's so lacking today. Everything for their lives is instant and now, and it's great to ask and expect them to endure 30 days of be real with their mom or dad in order to develop that self-control and perseverance muscle that generally tends to be really weak in young people today, right? They just don't have to do things the way we did back in the day. I agree. And I think that it could actually be really enjoyable for a family. For the parents and the kids to kind of, yeah. yeah. You you get a little bit of a different glimpse of what's going on. And sometimes we don't know in that. Granted, there is, of course, I'm going to also address this concern. There's the, the concern that the be real notification pops up when they're in school. And they'd have to like get their phone out during school and take a picture. And, you know, there is some concerns with that. Now, I've paid attention to this. And what I have found is it's only mainly the weekends that I get early be real notifications. And I tend to get late, later ones all during the week. And especially like on Friday nights, they then they tend to come in a little bit later. Um, or they tend to be like after school or later afternoon time, they're rarely at like, say, 11 a.m. on a weekday. And I think it's because the app developers know that this is obviously an app that teenagers are going to use. I'm not saying this never come up at 11 a.m. I just know for the most part, as I've been monitoring it, very few, very, very few, like maybe one, maybe two has come up in the past couple of weeks. And so for like monitoring, Kelly, like if it's a mom and her daughter that are using it, is there any way for the mom to kind of like trace her daughter's digital footprint on the app? Like, can she find out if she's been in the discovery section at all? Or does that come down to just honesty? It really does come down to honesty and open conversation. You can't. There there really is so little features on the app. Okay. So to to jump over from, you know, your be real to discover. It's just one tap, and you would have no way of, of knowing that a child did that. And But, you know, you should check on, on their device, of course, like say during this 30-day trial sort of time. I would check on their app and make sure that they you haven't added more friends that, that you don't know about. There is, a, you know, there's some honesty that is associated with it um, because there just can't be – it just can't all be tracked. There's just no way. That's just not how the app is designed. It is really simple. But you could check, like, you could look at their the amount of time they spend on the app in the parental controls, like on Apple, right? That's right. If you had screen time set up, you'd be able to see how much time on Be Real. And really, it should be pretty minimal. It should be pretty far down the list. I would say that in my use of the app over the past two weeks, I might spend, like, two minutes. <laughs> Other than when I did my research to look at the Discover section specifically, I mean, I, I don't really think about it. And I just take the picture, look at what my husband sends, laugh, and then I just move on with the day. You know, then I think that, again, a lot of that may be maturity, but I think that's a lot of how the app was designed to be used. And so for people, again, who are secure, that's one, that's one big thing. If you don't have that fear of missing out, you don't have that um, just constant desire for connection, even if you don't know the person, you just want to connect. And if you have a feeling that that could be your kid, giving them this app is is not the right thing to do. Getting them into groups of people face-to-face, that is what they need. They need real-life connection. They do not need to share pictures with people they're just, quote, trying to be friends with. Those are good suggestions. That would be, mm-hmm. that would be my take. But overall, we at Brave Parenting feel like this app really takes up a whole lot less time than TikTok. I mean, 
an hour and a half versus what I said, like one or two minutes. <laughs> it's not nearly as fake and curated as Instagram. And it has way, way less garbage content than Snapchat. And so if you were going to allow one social media platform, which is what we recommend at or above age 16, when you believe your child is ready, I think this is definitely one that could be safe for a teen to use and maintain their Christian values and character. There's not a whole lot of influence happening here. And of course, it still requires discernment and wisdom from you as the parents. But frankly, we should be applying discernment and wisdom even when we download apps ourselves, not just for our kids, but anytime we're sharing pictures on the internet, anytime we're doing this, it always is going to require wisdom and discernment. So Mm -hmm. those are awesome. Are you going to keep using it, Cal? Well, I kind of, <laughs> we kind of enjoy it. My husband and I actually kind of enjoy it. And it's funny because, of course, my kids are like, oh, you would like the app, you know, it's shocking. <laughs> but again, it takes up so little time. And it's just funny. Like I said, my husband posed with the vacuum cleaner and that was funny. <laughs> we laughed and then we moved on about uh, with our day. So I don't know. We might keep it. We might get tired of it. I'm sure there'll be days where we don't respond to the notification but as of right mm-hmm. now uh we are actually having a pretty good time with it you should you should join the join the party i could have one more one you more friend two friends yeah for, for have, our listeners kelly tried friends. to get me tried to get me in her social experiment and i didn't cave to the peer pressure so <laughs> i'm not i'm not on the be real yet but i know that you're curious <laughs> hey it killed the cat from last i heard so that's i don't true. know that's true. <laughs> it's true so I really, truly hope that this review helped you. I hope that it helps you discern what you're going to do as you move forward with the questions and the asking of, can I get this app and all of that, that we know that your kids are asking. Um, I know that a lot of people actually are not giving this a very positive review. And I had to really evaluate my own heart. Like, is it because I like it that I'm actually giving it better? But I, I really, I even prayed about whether or not I should actually say that this is an okay app, okay social media app. But hands down, before you would ever allow TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, any of them, any of them, this is so much better. And so I guess if we looked at it on a scale, does anybody really need a social media app like this? No, we don't. But if they're mature enough and they would, you know, enjoy it, I say it's it's better than the others. So that's my final say. So hope. Hopefully you all enjoyed it. And if you have any questions, concerns, of course, feel free to reach out to us at podcast at braveparenting.net. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode when it comes out every week. And leave us a review. If you love the podcast, we'd love to have a five-star review. That's how other people find our podcast. Thank you all for listening. Until next week, go and be brave. Be brave.